So it's Michael here from the Sea Change Business Podcast. And today I am joined by a friend of mine, Mark Peary from Yamba Pest Control. Hello, Mark. Hello, Michael, and thank you for having me. So how long have we been trying to set this up for? Well, maybe about a couple of months now. <laughs> about a couple of months. <laughs> We've talked about doing this for so long. Um, I do, uh, a full disclosure, I do know Mark um, previously. We go cycling together, both in the Freemasons. Um, and he's a good guy. But for the purpose of the podcast, can you please very briefly share just three things? Number one, how did you end up in Australia? Number two, how did you fall into pest control? Number three, what have you done with the rest of your life? Right. Okay. So <laughs> think of it like your superhero backstory. Yes. Fine. 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 Okay. So basically, it started back in two thousand and three. We um, we decided we were going to go on holiday. Yep. So we actually um, we uh, got the, the two kids at the time, me and the wife Letitia. We, and how uh, old were the kids at the time? The kids would be probably six and eight. Okay. Yep. So young kids, and um, off we went to Perth. Uh, Tisha's cousin lived in Perth, and, um, and where, whereabouts in Perth was she? Place called Kingsley, I think. Kingsley. Oh, so Perth. northern suburbs. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Yes, well done. So yeah. I used to live in Balladura, which is not that far from there. Yeah, wow. From wow. memory. Yep, I yep. think. Very good. And we landed there in the summer. Uh, very hot. Very, very different to um, uh, old Blighty. Yeah. With its, um, with its, with its not so balmy temperatures. Anyway, we. Um, we, we arrived there, we bought a Winnie Bagel uh, motorhome and we traveled around Australia and we oh, nice. spent, it was initially meant to be a short space of time, it ended up being three years. Wow. Uh, we had the so best what, time. So what, what led to you firstly, deciding to do the long family trip thing? And what were you doing just before that? So it's, if, you, if we take a step back, um, initially I was a mechanic. I yep. went from being a mechanic, I went to um, being a decky on a, on yep. a trawler in the, um, in the English Channel. From there, I went to have my own car showroom, which I did for a few years. And then from there, I went to become a firefighter. I was a firefighter. My wife worked with the police. Yep. Um, and we, we, life was good. Yeah. Um, I had a friend actually that came to Australia. Let's take a step back. Yep. We, a friend that came to Australia, he said, listen, Mark, he said, if you think you love Cornwall, he says, you get, get to Australia. So that's what uh, instigated this um, initial holiday. We traveled around. We absolutely loved it. We, yeah. we eventually managed to get um, official homeschooling for the kids, which meant cool. we could stay as long as we wanted to. Yep. And then slowly but surely, we've traveled around the, the perimeter of Australia. And one day, we're just driving past. We're actually heading to Byron Bay. Yeah. And um, we popped in and saw the sign for Yamba. We'd yeah. never heard of it before. And we dropped in and um, we were all keen surfers. Uh, we went to a place uh, called Angeri, which is a great spot. And um, yeah, we did. Uh, we had a great surf. And we we decided, we looked at each other, my, me and the wife, and we thought, yep, this is the place for us. So, um, And what year was that? That would be 2006. Okay. Okay. So then we decided, right, we at the time we didn't have a permanent visa. We only had a temporary visa. Yeah. So we decided we'd, we'd go back. We went back to the UK and then it was just the steady process of actually getting our permanent visas, which actually proved very difficult. So as I said, yeah. you know, I was a firefighter. The wife worked for the police. We actually had to, to leave those jobs and um, my wife had to go back to hairdressing to get the enough, enough points for us Isn't to get to crazy? Australia, which is crazy. Isn't that crazy Isn't that they, just, they'd rather have... Someone who is 
a hairdresser, not, not putting down hairdressers, as opposed to, I think everyone's crying out for more police. Absolutely. <laughs> Incredible it's very strange, it was, we it? thought the same thing. So yeah. um, it took us four years. She okay. had to basically wow. do her full apprenticeship again. That's crazy. And she had to go work as a barber, actually. So yeah. she was doing men's hair. But anyway, cut long story short, 2010, um, we arrived back on the shores of Australia and um, we actually went to Tasmania initially. Um, uh, we won't bother going into the details of it, but we went back to, uh, to Tasmania. Tisha's yeah. sister was there. We spent a bit of time in Tasmania, knowing eventually that we would end up back in Yamba. Uh, six months later, we arrived back in Yamba, and, yeah. um, and from then, we've never really looked back. Well, there you go. There you go. And um, interesting, you know, we, we've had um, my last two guests have both been immigrants. You know, I've had, so I've had, you've had a, a British Indian, which is me, interviewing someone two weeks ago who was Italian. Last week was a South African. And your accent doesn't quite sound English either. So, no, that's right. Yeah, originally so from So what is it, do you Glasgow? think, about Australia, particularly Yamba, that's attracted all these people to come here and want to set up businesses here? You know, for me, it's, it's definitely the lifestyle. So we've got... If you can imagine coming from Scotland, um, there was a lot of rain. Yeah. Uh, and, and indeed, before I left Scotland to go to Cornwall where I met my wife, we had 169 days of rain. I'll never forget it. And it rained constantly for that time. We never saw the sun. Yeah. And then I moved to Cornwall, right in the south of, uh, of England. And um, and yeah, and uh, it was sun shining. It was beautiful. And then, as I say, my friend said to me, if you think uh, this is good, get yourself to Australia. Well, you know, and true enough. <clears throat> I think I got to Australia in 91 um, and I, it took me about a year um, and I was sponsored by a contact lens laboratory because I used to design contact lens software. And throughout that year, the owner of the business was saying, the weather in Perth is fantastic. The weather, in Perth, it, the weather here is incredible. When I got there, it rained for 45 days straight. So <laughs> my first experience was not super, super nice wow. weather. I'm thinking, wow, what have I, what have I done? All that here is it's just warmer rain. Yes. But and the whole time raining. we spent in Perth, following yeah. enough, there was no rain. And we went down to Margaret oh, no, River crazy, just and there was no rain again. Yeah. So it's a very dry climate compared to obviously the east coast of Australia. Absolutely. So how do you get into the pest control thing? So pest control, basically, for me, life is as I start to journey through life and I've kind of hit the age of 50 now, I think to myself, I really need to enjoy life more. Yep. So it's kind of taking the foot off the accelerator a little bit and and thinking and working smart and not hard. Um, there are risks obviously involved with the job. Um, but yeah, I went from um, having a, a nice big um, cleaning business, which uh, I really enjoyed, but it was, it was it's hard work. Yeah. You know, let's, let's not kind of be around the bush. It's, uh, it's tough and moving into the pest control business it's definitely still um, a very physical job yep. but it's just for me i kind of as a young kid um snakes spiders everything interested me anything to do with nature interested me uh and moving into this is kind of something that one i enjoy doing yeah uh, when i get up in the morning i don't see it as a job i'll be honest with you yeah um and 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 these days indeed 
um, as my wife um, will say, um, a lot of it's barter systems. So basically, I tend to work for honey with some friends and fishing <laughs> gear with others. So yeah, it's uh, and life's good, you know. Yeah. I'm, I'm enjoying life. We've kept the overheads low, and um, we yeah. tick along quite nicely. That's it's cool. It's funny because um, you know, in the media, pest controllers aren't portrayed terribly well. So you know, I'm thinking about the kids' films where. You know, the, the, the bug controllers comes out yes, and he's yes. always a little bit wacky, always a little yes, bit insane. That's true. I'd say that's true, actually. Um, yes. I'm guessing that's not the case. The reality is it's not that interesting. Or is it for you? Do you still love it? Well, well I'll be honest with you. Because you're talking to someone here who, who does not like bugs. Uh, I do not want to have a conversation with snakes yes. um, or anything like that. Yeah, so I'm one of the few pesties that will do snake relocation, for instance. Okay. And, um, and certainly I'm, 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 I'll go towards a spider rather than walk away. Yeah. And, um, you know, the whole activity of termites fascinates me. So it's a, it's a bit, bit of a passion. And, yeah, well, that's, and that's, that's, there's a, a, a reason why your number's on speed dial on my phone. <laughs> so if I, if I start screaming hysterically, I know which button to press. <laughs> My wife actually is, is actually, if we have a big spider in the house, actually, my wife is the first one there. She's she's great yeah. with big huntsmen and that. So, yes, I'll, I'll just let her go with that one. Yeah, well, it's for some people. It's not for other people. Yes, for sure. <laughs> so when, when you were in the UK, tell me about these other businesses you had. So you said you had a car showroom for a while? I had a car oh. showroom. I had, um, I set that up myself from scratch. Yeah. Um, we um, we had this beautiful big glass um, fronted showroom, and we sold sports and performance cars. Okay. We started off with um, six cars. We ended up with around about thirty. Yep. Um, sadly, the place where we had a showroom came under redevelopment, and it was actually turned into a Marks and Spencers, which is a big uh, yep. um, um, yeah retail place in the, in the UK. And then from there, we went to actually to a quieter place and. I could kind of see the downturn with regards to business and yes. pulled the pin yep. um, with, um, you know, but with plenty of time to spare, so to speak. So okay. um, we got out and, um, yeah, we then moved into into a different line of business. But you've was, not always worked on, you've always worked for yourself or, or have you? Pretty much. From okay. the age of 25, I've always, um, I've always had my own business. And what, um, what was the catalyst for that? It was and just, I'm only asking these questions because, you know, a lot of our listeners, you know, that they're thinking about setting up small businesses or they have small businesses. And you know, I'm, I'm always curious as to you know what part of the brain says, yeah, you know what, I think I can do this on my own. Hundred percent. Now, I'll be honest with you, you, it is actually very easy to start up a business. What the difficult part is is maintaining that business and indeed making a profit and making a living, yeah. and also creating a lifestyle so that you're not working constantly. Life's you know more about the, than just constantly working. So, for me, um, setting up business. Um, any business has been relatively easy. Yes. It's just as I get older and older, I kind of realize the key is overheads. If you are in control of your overheads, you can normally um, do well in business. So the problem with a lot of new business starters is it's it's suddenly I'm a business owner. Okay, I've got to have a new car. I've got to have this. I've got to have that. But it's very, very important that you really... Um, it, it's like a baby. You've got to crawl, then walk, yes. then run. And it's it's the amount of times I've seen businesses fail through people. They start their business and then they run. And then the next thing, the overheads catch up and, you know, yep. three or four years down the line, there's, there's no business left. So yep. 
keeping keeping um, keeping a firm. When when I first started, the actual car business did very very well. We made a lot of money from it, mm. but I ended up wasting a lot of money. And um, it's only as the years went by, I looked back and I think, wow, yeah. could have, we actually we, we still did well. You know, we had we got yeah. the house from it. We did we did really well from it, but um, but I could have done a lot better. Yeah. And it's only now that my little um, pest control business that I've got it ticks along nicely. And the reason it ticks along really well is because our overheads are very close yeah, to- Yeah, so it's all about the overheads, isn't it? Because it's it very really easy sometimes is. to think, to accept a certain overhead level as being norm, but it doesn't need to be. That's right. It definitely doesn't need to That's be. Right. Remember when we moved here from living on a cattle station, um, and I probably had on paper the lowest salary that I've ever had, but, we probably had more cash floating around because you know electricity was paid for, water was paid for, internet and telephones and vehicle was paid yep. for, and you actually didn't need that much to get by. Yep. Um, and overheads and thinking about what you actually need, and you're right. You know, some people do. I think do get that trap of going, "All right, I'm a businessman now. Let's get 100%. let's get a nice watch." Let's get exactly. Let, let's get showy offices. Let's let's show that image. Let's portray the image of being that successful businessman. But the yeah. truth is, is the more successful you are, you'll see some very very successful businessmen. You would never know they are absolutely because the more they 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 succeed, yeah. the more they realize. So they actually pull back. Yeah. So these are the the tightest, sometimes the tightest people with money is because yes. they're so careful. Yes. And then the, the money that they do spend is normally to to further their business Absolutely. or indeed their, their lifestyles. Absolutely. No, it's, it's a very interesting way of looking at it. And I think some people in, well, God, there's, there's so many pitfalls when you do start that business, especially if you've worked in a field before. You know, so many people are technicians and there's that step to actually having your own business, but then thinking about, are you playing it for the long term or not? Yes. And some people don't. Some people, like you said, they run too quick. Yes. And I know that they do fall over. Having a good um, business concept um, in Yamba, take it for for example, it's um, it's getting a little bit harder. There's all these little niches mm. are being filled. And <laughs> um, I was I was listening to your your podcast with um, with with Alex um, with um, Yamba Mobile. Yeah, absolutely fantastic. I thought they had the same thing myself um, back a while back, and. Um, He's filled a great little niche there, so yep. good on him for doing that. So these little these little ideas, but I'll be honest with you, they're still out there. If you if you think about them, mm. uh, you can still um, set up little businesses that will succeed. Yeah. Um, if you if you're very careful and um, and you go about go about it in the right way, you do your market research. You 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 think about. Um, I think I was listening. To our good friend Grant Warren was yep. was mentioning something about. If you're if you're investing, you know you want to have, let's just say it's twenty fifty thousand or whatever you're investing. You want at least to have half of that again set by, yeah, um, to cover these costs. Because when you first start up, you definitely need that little fallback. Because business, it's it's very hard unless you buy into a business. It's very hard when you're starting up from scratch to have that customer base. That comes up, that comes over yeah. over time. So um, and you still you need know, to eat, and you still need to eat. You still need to pay all your bills and your phones and whatever else is going on. So, hundred percent. So, <clears throat> why do you think that some people would rather just have a job? That's a great question, and, and I'll and be I, honest I, with you. I, I, 
there's nothing wrong with that as well, by the way. You know, I'm not saying. I agree. Yeah. I agree. And um, and I'll be honest with you. My first thought, whether this is right or not, is I just think it's that comfort, mm. that comfort zone. So I think um, of myself when I was younger, it was actually just very easy to to find an employee, find a, a an employer that was offering a job, and you would go and you would earn X amount of money and you would work. The thing for me was I didn't like to be tied to that nine to five. That yeah. was just me personally. I, I kind of struggled with that from a very early age. And when I, I basically had my own business, that freedom of time to me was a big part of it. And it led to the lifestyle. But it that can I work the other way as well, because you know, because you can kind of choose your time, it's easier to mess that up as well. And I agree. You've got to have so that drive and determination and yeah. goal and everything else that goes with having your own business. You definitely need to have that that logic and way of thinking. Um, so what, what is it you do that helps you with that? Um, there's a couple of things, and that is I set a, a personal um, budget that I know I need to achieve. So what happens is, is that a lot of my business comes in through phone calls, mm -hmm. um, but I also have a lot of contracts. Now, the contracts now, because what I did was I spent a lot of time with reducing my overheads yep. so that the contracts... Um, gave me enough money to, to live and have a little bit left over. Yeah. And then with the phone calls coming in, that was on top. And then any self-generated um, um, business was again on top of that yeah. again. So um, what I do is, is that I have a, a, I have a goal, a budget that I work to. As soon as that figure, I attain that figure, I can then look at the next month. Yeah. And so I can then think about lifestyle. And it's the key for me is it's not being too greedy. Yeah. Um, is because for me, the job is only one very small part of my life. Um, lifestyle, fishing, and everything else, as we know, or cycling yeah. that we do is, is actually plays a bigger part. No, very cool. You know, if I, if I look at the, um, and I'm, I'm a massive fan of small business and I'm a massive fan of micro business. Like yes. when someone says, you know what, I think I, I, think I want to do this more and they just take a punt on it. And whether they do it on the side as a little side thing or, or it's their main thing. Um, however, I, the, the, the challenge that I have, and this is maybe just a general society thing, is do you think that we're preparing enough for the people that want to do that. So do you think we're helping the children through the education system to get them ready if they want to go and start their own thing? Or do you think the education is holding them back? So I think the standard education, let's say up to year 12, I, don't, I, I firmly believe the schooling itself is, is fine. Uh, my, my, uh, my two older kids who are 23 and 25 have done yep. very well. They went to, mm -hmm. they had the homeschooled as we were traveling around. They then went to McLean High School. They yep. did very well. And how was that transition for them? It was very difficult, I'll be honest yep. with you. Very difficult. Um, yeah, that was, uh, that's definitely a, a, another conversation. It's, <laughs> it's something that as a family we really struggled with because the kids, just was so used to that small mm. family unit mm. and suddenly going to all these kids and yeah. they, they, they you know there was there was some issues there however they they were aware that if they applied themselves they could get themselves to to university which yep. they did um and they've gone on now to to do very very well cool. uh, and we're super proud of them however going back to your question um 
again, our good friend Grant, I did listen to what he said with regards to some, um, some education that's included in South Africa with regards to them having this business. Yeah. I thought that was fantastic. Yeah. This, this, so I know this. they do a little bit of it in the high schools now. Really? really? I've, I've um, never heard it. They, they may do, which is great. And I think if they if they did that more. Yeah. Um, because to be honest with you, there's almost, almost there's, there's only so much algebra and trigonometry that they need in life. Whereas setting up a, your own business and a, having a, an understanding the basics. Or even of even, even running your own household budget. Absolutely. That's huge. That's a great yeah. start. Yeah. To, and to I'm pretty sure that business. they do they do talk about that, but it's not, you know, so it's not really run as a major topic. Um, and again, this is this is me just thinking, you know, with, with small business, in, especially in small towns, it's such a major driver of the local economy. Yes. Um, I just want to make sure people are being set up the right way for it. Um, there, there's a, <clears throat> lots of resources available, uh, even from um, local and state federal governments with respect to starting your own small business. Was there anything you tapped into or did you think you really knew what you needed to know when you started? Yeah, I was pretty much okay. But in Australia, yeah. um, I was I was, I was fine. I've actually helped um, quite a few friends set up businesses. Yeah. And um, again, it's to me, it's, uh, and if you were to teach the, um, the average person what's involved, they would think, wow, is it that easy? Because yeah. it really is. It really is. It's just that... But it's the execution of that that's not so easy. Exactly right. <laughs> so the ABC is is fine. Yeah. You know, getting your business cards, working out a business name, and so on and so forth, all yeah. the basics. But as I say, but just just the research um, of what you're actually going to do for your business, that can be a bit tricky. Yeah. Um, especially if you mistime it with somebody else starting up a business mm-hmm. the same, with the same idea. Uh, and so, but I agree with you. There's um, there's definitely more that we could do. I don't see enough being done for uh, anybody. I mean, actually, what you do, Michael, with this podcast is probably the only thing that I can see happening in Yamba mm. with regards to helping people start up business. You know, mm. and people, if people come to me personally and they say, "Listen, I'm thinking about setting up a business." I'm all ears and I'll, I'm more than happy to help, yeah. just as you are, as, yeah. as all our friends are as well. So, um, you know, there's sometimes you need that guidance. I think mentorship through the first six to 12 months of a business is, is crucial. Um, even even six to 12 months prior to setting up a business yeah. would be crucial because yeah. that's the very, very important time. Absolutely. Uh, it, it's, um, it's funny, you know, in... A past life, but it feels like a lifetime ago. I worked as a business coach for about a decade, so that I'd be in front of lots of businesses, wow. talking and chit-chatting yep. with them, um, and guiding them through um, firstly initial operations, and then look at future planning, and yep. then what they do with just to set themselves up for where they, where they want to get to with it. Um, one of the the constant themes is that they end up treating it almost like a job. So you know, they, they know what they're going to do on a day-to-day basis, but there's no concept of what the end game is or how they're going to manage that process to get there. No, no concept of succession planning, and especially those who are self-employed. Yep. Um, and thinking beyond that, you know, you've built this fantastic brand. What, what next? For sure. Um, is, is it something that um, existing small businesses you think should take more heed of? Even speaking personally, it's something that I should probably do 
is to is to look where the, at the long, the bigger picture for where my business is going. Because yeah. um, taking a look at my own personal business, we, I'm using um, insecticides, pesticides. Yeah. They're constantly changing. Yeah. Um, but you know, the, there's there's always that that danger. So for me, is is my will my business always be there? Yeah. It's something that I have got to think about because yeah. they may turn around and say, listen. You know, it's um, it's damaging whatever, whatever that's is too dangerous. Yep. It's been proved it's dangerous for for humans or whatever, and so even just for myself. So definitely, you have to definitely think ahead. And because of that, we have our different businesses. Yep. And indeed, I've got a, a, a fishing lure business that we do. It's more of a hobby, yep. but it's something we could fall back on if we put more time into it. We mm. would do. Um, we would probably do okay with it. So. Nice. Um, uh, so yeah, no, hundred percent. You have to be diverse and yeah. um, and think outside the box a little bit sometimes. You know, as a um, um, business coach, you know, you do assume that mentor role, um, but it's something that honestly, in my own business, I think I forgot about. And it's only recently, in the last maybe two months, I've taken a mentor on board myself. Yeah, wow, to to help me stay. And it's hard because you know maybe again. Because I'm stubborn, I think I know all the answers, but I forget sometimes the basic processes. And I'm sure there's lots of people in business who are exactly the same. Exactly right. A hundred percent. Even with, um, you know, let's just say um, with pest control yeah. uh, as an example, um, I am learning every single solitary day. And I, I think you'd, you'd be a fool to think that you know everything in any line of business, be it having a coffee shop or a mobile shop or being a roofer or being yeah. having a bike shop. Absolutely. Every single solitary business out yeah. there, if you've got a businessman and he's got a, 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 his head is uh, firmly on his shoulders, he will be constantly learning uh, and he'll be, he'll be wanting to learn as well. So, um, so yeah, absolutely. We all, we're all on a, yeah. on a path where we're constantly learning. But at the same time, as you said, trying to balance it with lifestyles to actually enjoy the process too. Exactly. And I think that's where some business people don't make it a priority. Yeah, I mean, now the whole idea is is that, um, you know, at the end of the day, we only get one crack at this life. Um, for me, um, as much as um, I, I, I love my job, I also I love my family more. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I've, got a, I've got a beautiful... Um, uh, network of friends. Um, I do a lot of fishing and cycling, and yeah. uh, and whatever I can do, I'm out there. So definitely, my job is a very small um, part of my life, a very important part, because uh, obviously it lets me um, have the lifestyle that uh, that I lead. So again, coming back to Yamba, you know, if you're in Yamba itself, um, when you do have a bit of downtime. The sun's always shining, even when it's raining. Absolutely. Do you think you could do what you do, living in the city and enjoy it? No, I'll be honest with you. I have lived in a city, and it's not for me personally. Yeah. Um, it's, it definitely is for some. Um, I, I grew up in Glasgow, um, <coughs> certainly in the Green Belt, and um, but I was still still very much in the city, and yeah. it was it was a hard life. I didn't really enjoy it. Living living out in the in the rural community is. I've always had more fun. Of it. I, I, brought, I was brought up in London. Yep. So, um, and I've lived in Perth, lived in Adelaide, lived in Brisbane, but I'm always happier when I'm out of the city. I think 100%. I always love smaller areas. Hundred percent. Yeah. Um, and I don't, I don't know what it is. And maybe that's the you know the, the the name of this podcast is 
the Sea Change Business Podcast. And it's all about um, chit-chatting with people who have gone, you know what, I don't want to be in the city. So sure, there's more people, there's more population, but the lifestyle thing is important. Absolutely. Um, and so many people are, are setting up businesses or do have businesses in these sea change towns and have got a good balance of having a good lifestyle sure. as well as a good business. For sure. Like we have. Indeed. Yeah. So if you weren't doing the pest control thing, so let's just say the government said, you know what, from now on, all animals can get to live forever. Yep. What would you do instead? Oh, do you know what? I think um, there's one business that I know that would succeed really well in um, in Yamba. Don't and don't don't give it away if you're gonna if it's on if it's a little thing. In no, the, it's not. On it's, some, it's something I'll never do. And if somebody does it, well, I'll don't be, share I'll be, the idea I'll if you think it's a gem. No, it's, it's <laughs> a, trust me, it's a gem. But any listeners out there listening, if you want to do a job, there's a lot of money you have to invest, but the returns will be great. You, somebody may have mentioned it before, and I fully agree as a car wash and fully automated car washing. Yamba will be an absolute. Oh my goodness! I don't believe there isn't one. To be honest, I honestly. Honestly, I don't understand why there's not I one. I don't understand why there's not one. That would be yeah. fantastic. And, and as I say, you, these days you can get a fully automated one. You don't even, it doesn't even need to be manned. Yeah. And um, just needs a bit of investment. Exactly first. right. You need a yeah. good, but some businessman out there with a bit of money and, um, and uh, yeah, he'll do well. And if I get a car, I might even use it, but I haven't got a car yet. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so I'm not going to invest in a car wash without a car. <laughs> um, <clears throat> if you look at all aspects of your business, you know, it's not just the activity that you do as your as the technician, there's other aspects to it as well. Um, so there's the behind the scenes, the paperwork, the marketing, um, the compliance stuff. Yes. What's the stuff that you actually enjoy doing the most? Well, obviously, the, it's, that's the easy bit. That's 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 on the field. Okay, so that's easy. Yeah. Um, the bit that we don't is that was that your next question about it's, what? It's no, it's more about why do you like doing that? Like okay. why why the hands on thing? Again, it's just I think I think it's in your DNA. So you'll find lots of kids. Um, I'll be the ones that maybe sit in in a, in a room and read books. Yep. I was I was the one that was out from on a on a on a holiday. I'd be out from nine. And I'd be back um, just before dark, yeah. and I'd be fishing, I'd be shooting, I'd be hunting, I'd be, I'd be whatever. And um, and I'm an outdoorsy kind of guy. And when I'm outside in the elements, I'm at my happiest. Yep. Um, we do a lot of um, camping with the family. We're we're always in the kayaks and the boat. And I've said this before. You know, when I go camping. It's when I go to a four-star hotel and sit there without a reservation. That's camping for me. So, so not for me. Um, so, because some people enjoy when they are busy for the sake of being busy. Some people enjoy the satisfaction. Some people enjoy the impression they've made on someone else by doing a good job. So sometimes it's for themselves, sometimes it's for other people. I'm always curious as to why people like doing what they actually do. Um, and I think I, I know the buzz I get from, um, you know, helping someone to get on a bike that they just love or, or doing a really, really good repair job on something that the person thought was a throwaway. Um, yeah, I get, I, I, sometimes it's more of just a personal sense of satisfaction with that. That's the, that's the kick I get. 
So the bits of the business that you don't enjoy so much, but you know you have to do, so you do it anyway. Yeah, I mean, that's easy again. It's um, if, I've, if I'm locked in a room with a, a big pile of paperwork and, yep. and whatever else, um, yeah, that time I actually, um, I've got a bookkeeper and, <laughs> and uh, that uh, makes it a lot easier. I'm happy to pay somebody else to do that part yeah, of Yeah, I've job. recently taken on a bookkeeper too. Yeah, yeah I'm actually quite happy with that. a lot yeah. easier. Even though I still want to know where I'm at, because I think that's, see, that's, that's um, one of the tips from me about business thing, uh, running a business is you've always got to know where you're at cash flow wise. Yes. Um, and some business owners, I feel when they use a bookkeeper, hand over responsibility too much instead of actually keeping their, their eye on the ball. Yes. So, so uh, even though having a bookkeeper, they could still fall over. 100%. And the, the worst thing that you can do is just to look at your your bank balance and see how you're doing. That's yeah. not how it works. You can't do that as a business. You have to you have to be looking at previous years. If you're just starting, obviously, as I say, this is one thing that you have to take into account. But you must, um, let's just say for myself now, I've been in business, let's say, from six years as a, yeah. a pestie. And and it gets easier because what you do is you spend a lot of time looking at previous years, knowing how the trends go, yeah. so you can kind of budget quite well for that. Um, one thing, for instance, for myself, it's again something I've just learned is the recent droughts and the fires have really, really affected pest control. Yeah. But it's not just pest control; it's it's, it's every everything. Business. No, we, we've been, we've had our worst November. Absolutely, it's um, a knock-on effect to all yeah. small businesses. It seems everybody I speak to is is doing it tough just now. So. For me, it's okay. It's it's a new um, parameter that I have so to take into like account. So when it's like that, what's your strategy? So you know, when something beyond your your expectation, such as a flood or or a, yeah. a weather disaster happens, well, it's, it's a great. I mean, it's 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 the most important question to me. So what I do is I plan for personal injury. So let's just say I, I fall yep. off a ladder or yep. if I if I hurt myself, that is a similar situation mm-hmm. because uh, because I'm, I'm I'm mostly incapacitated. I can't earn that same money and it's the same with the um with the fires and and the droughts it's a similar situation it's almost like i'm injured just now so basically we come back to what we first discussed which is your overheads if those overheads are low enough when that eventually happens you can see yourself through yeah um if you're if you're good and and uh you know it's taken me a long time to get there but for the last few years, we have been managing to save, regardless of what's going on. We've yes, managed to save, yeah. and we've got that little piece there that can always help. And um, uh, and as I say, so with the droughts and the fires, you know, it just gives me more time to fish. Well, there you go. <laughs> which is which does lead me to my next question is, which is, given that I know that you like fishing, yes, and you're not too bad on a push bike. Thank you. What do you do in your downtime? Absolutely. So that's it. So basically, if we look at um, it, uh, it's cycling yeah. uh, is probably the, is is one of my strongest passions. And is that now. for exercise or for therapy? That's just my. <laughs> that's me with um, the 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 subconscious thought that my father and his father and so on all died of um, of heart issues. Okay. So I get I get constant checks again with the chemicals and stuff like that. I got to be a little bit careful. So mm. I'm having checks. And yeah, I just, I feel better in myself when I'm, when I've been out on my bike. Yeah. So whereas before it'd be once a month, recently it's been three or four times a week uh, with these wins recently, it actually has been probably back to once or twice a week. And um, well, you know how, how easy it is for me to find an excuse. <laughs> Where, um, you know, I was in the fitness industry for 18 odd years 
Um, and most of that was as an aerobic instructor. Um, wow. And I kept it going for so long because I hate exercise. Mm. Because if I didn't have the obligation of having to turn up to teach a class, but I, I wouldn't, I probably wouldn't do anything. Yeah, okay. So yeah. some people have got it. Some people love doing it because they, yeah. they, it's, they just love doing it. Some yeah. people know they have to do it. Yeah. And my, my trouser fitting tells me that I need to do it. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know I need to do it. And so nutrition, again, plays a huge part of my life, as you know. Yeah. So nutrition fits very, very well into the, uh, the exercise and um and yeah and it just means that then when you do want to go out you you're feeling great and you know you, you're going to live longer for your kids as well which yep. is a huge part of it yep and is that something you might pursue further down the track because i know you do like your um, thinking about nutrition for yourself and what you're eating i love it i yeah. absolutely i love everything i think everything is, is good nutrition and um, all my close friends all know my passion for nutrition mm -hmm. so um so yeah i actually set up a, a facebook page and um and uh back uh, maybe three or four years ago and and ran that with a great group of people and we yep. were just doing um intermittent fasting oh, and fasting and so on and so forth so we had a we had a great time but again that's just part and parcel of even if yeah. going back to having your own business it's very stressful and to make sure that you've you, you follow on a good nutritional plan yeah um helps with the stress yeah. you know it can be very stressful if you're having a bit of a hard time through well i'm glad i got rid of the evidence of what i've just had to eat before you turned up <laughs> <laughs> so <clears throat> to kind of wrap this up if you were to give um three tips for people who are wanting to start a business or, or set up a business in a sea change or town, what would they be? Yeah, okay, so the first thing is you've got to, you've got to look kind of outside the box or even better, just take a step back and look at Yamba or look at, um, as you say, a sea change um, kind of area and see if there's any opportunities um, mm. There are certain businesses um, that do very well, for instance, coffee shops, but we do have a lot of coffee yep. shops and they're all great coffee shops, don't get me wrong. But the thing is, is that, so that might be something that you, you, you don't want to do. However, there might be something else there that somebody else is doing and there you find out that they are so busy yep. that they can't deal with, with uh, demand. Yep. And that's just by listening to what people are saying. Mm. And then you look around and there's no other business there doing the same sort of thing. So you could maybe do something along the lines, without treading on toes or whatever else, and you can maybe do something along the lines of that. But there's definitely things, businesses that are out there just now that nobody else is doing, yep. and you just need to, to spend your time on the internet, let's say, and, and and have a look through, there will be something there. Then it just needs that careful planning or yep. mentor. Um, and then the, 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 the key again is to not overspend. The biggest problem I see is, is people investing so much money, um, getting big bank loans and big loans yep. that, um, that mean that you have to earn X amount yeah. just to break even, it's not the way to go. Your rent for your premises or whatever else, if you do go to premises, is gonna be enough. Yes. That's gonna be enough of a target yeah. to try and achieve. So um, so yeah, just just um, meant that, that proper mentor, somebody that's done well in business and doing well in business at present. Yep. Um, and then that, that careful budget and speak to somebody 
um, who understands it could be again be the mentor. He knows how to budget properly. Yep. And then basically just keeping the reins on for the first, I would say, three or four years till you get the feel of how your business is doing. Cool. And uh, that's probably Great tips. my advice. Great tips. Thank hey, you. two more questions, um, if, I can, if I can remember them. Um, have you got anything new coming up? Like uh, new innovations in your field or stuff that you wish people knew about what you do that they might not know? Just basically, with with regards to the pest control, that just ticks along nicely. Yep. Um, I don't need to push that business, however, I can. It's something that I can do with marketing um, to push it. I I do basically a full spectrum of of, of uh, pest um, control. So I do the termites. I do um, the obviously general pest and and snake relocation and whatever else. Okay. So that's fine. Yeah. The pest control business itself is 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 a quiet little business that ticks along. Yeah. But the the fishing side of things is something where. It's, it's a hobby, but it's also a passion. And I've got a partner called John Welsh, great guy. And he is a, he's a very passionate guy with regard to always fishing. Yes. And, um, and because of that, we are thinking of new um, uh, lures and whatever else for our little lure business that we've got. So the only thing that we have got ongoing is, is the constantly redesigning and, and, and whatnot to old lures and, yep. and indeed making brand new concepts of sometime, sometime down the line we'll, um, we'll, uh, we'll no doubt uh, bring out. Well, I look forward to seeing that. If they, people want to find out about the lures, where should they go to? So that's Mads Lures. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram. Okay. Um, and yeah, you can, uh, you can speak to myself um, direct or indeed John. Um, just drop us a message if anybody wants any help with regards to their fishing, uh, any fishing tips, anything around. Do you think anyone amber. can fish? Sorry? Do you think even I can fish? You could fish. Well, you're coming out of <laughs> my boat soon, so you'll have to fish. You'll be, you'll be fishing whether you like it or not. So. <laughs> um, and if they want to find out about Yamba Pest Control? Yamba Pest Control, yep. Um, my, I, I really it, work very... hard on my, um, I know this is a little bit late, work hard on my my customer service. Yeah. So I'm the, the kind of guy that- But how can they get hold of you? They get hold of me, they can just basically call me. Right. Um, obviously, um, so, I'm in, um, uh, I'm obviously on Facebook. Yeah. Um, they can get hold of me there, that's probably the best bet uh, to get me hold of there. Well, I might you put, can, how about I put down the Yammer Pest Control Facebook page, Mad Lewis Facebook page and yes, Instagram as well. That'd be fantastic. I'll put that in the show notes. So if people want to get hold of you, they can do that. Beautiful. Mark Perry, thank you so much for making the time to have a chat with me this afternoon. Thank you. Um, so this is Michael from the Sea Change Business Podcast. Was chatting with Mark Perry from uh, Madlers and Yamba Pest Control. Any questions, comments, or feedback, put it down um, in the comments. And I look forward to talking to you soon. Bye for now.